Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV show. I am Spike Lou. Man, I'll let your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on Twitter or Instagram. Absolutely, and I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Holla at your boy. It's dwindling down, A.B., man. We coming to the last two episodes of the year, 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 year. Yeah, What's say you had your bro? Facts. Facts, man. This shit flies by when you get old, man. <laughs> it all clump in. Like, after, after Halloween, it's over. It's all, like, just one day. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas is really just a weekend. Just one day. Just wear your Halloween outfit to the Thanksgiving dinner and <laughs> open your presents, dude. Just do. I just knock all of it out once you get this age, man. So you guys know if you've been rocking with us for a while, we're doing our top ten favorite albums of the year, man. Next week you're gonna have the On Deck Awards for 2022, and important it's distinguisher there favorite albums not best or anything of that nature my favorite ab's favorite what we like throughout the year but before we get into that some very important news for you in our quick hits ab soul is set to release another album excuse me his first album in a while another album for tde have they made up for their absence also rolling loud they're a releasing a project based off their success in the festival world and styles p he says that 21 savage should not be considered a lyricist we'll dive into that but first irv Gotti is making the rounds he's doing his promotion letting you know that he was made 300 million from selling his catalog and in the midst of that he lets us know that he considers cash money as the number one record label ever no mm. qualifiers no distinguishing it's cash money hands down animal brown do you agree with irv Gotti? is cash money the best label ever in a word no however i can understand why he would say so and i'm gonna give irv props because i watched that interview that you're speaking on he was on earn your leisure uh -huh. Um, breaking down the deal and some more big money talk shit if you're interested in hearing that which you should be you should check it out but I'm just glad he didn't say Murder Inc. We know how New York niggas get <laughs> talking about themselves, talking about what they've done, which he's he's got a Hall of Fame career. Let's be very clear. Um, if you didn't catch that Murder Inc. BT documentary docu series, it was fire, mm -hmm. and he should be respected as a great CEO and a really dope record label in their own right. I'm glad he didn't say himself. Okay. I was surprised that he did. Number one, number two, it's not cash money, although. The longevity is there with them. Quality wise, I gotta go Rockefeller. Um, they just they've got too many classics under their belt, bro. That's like they insane. I mean, way too many classics. And <laughs> they have more classic material album-wise than any other label in hip hop. Cash Money has maybe has the longest run, but they don't have the quantity, or excuse me, the quality of records as Rockefeller does. I gotta go with them number one, although Cash Money top two at worst top three that's disrespect you sound like joe budden and those niggas from new york <laughs> this is easily yes cash money is the best label ever anywhere the south is given a victory i'm definitely gonna take it bias removed though rockefeller records has never had artists as big as drake Nicki minaj and lil wayne yes they've had jay-z but they haven't had those three big Boom, 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 artists. Kanye and Cam. 
Cam Cameron, Cameron yeah. Giles. We yes. putting him in the same conversation with Drake and Nicki Minaj. No, Nicki. Nice try though. Kanye was <laughs> decent. Rihanna, I guess if you're gonna throw that in and cheat and not keep it all the way hip hop, but I still think that even from a longevity standpoint, the Cash Money would be giving the ups over Rockefeller. The music may be better, but mm -hmm. I do think if we going from high, which is when they hit the national scene all the way up to, let's say, Drake's last Cash Money album, whatever that was. If you're reading this, it's too late. Let's say that. Okay. Ain't nobody done that, bro. Like, ain't nobody giving you the hot boys, Nick and Minaj. Ain't nobody done that. And you got BG about to come home. We were just talking about that the other week. They're going to make that a big deal. We ain't even mentioning niggas like Rich Gang and Young Thug when they did their little stint with Cash Money. I think Baby doesn't get enough credit and isn't recognized. And I'm glad that Irv Gotti came out and said this as one of his peers, not just a rapper saying this and not someone that baby's paying to say this is on the payroll. It looks good. People are starting to recognize the significance that cash money has. So I'm going to agree with this. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think that Birdman gets the, gets the props that he deserves. That's mm -hmm. a fact. However, I don't think they're the best record label of all time. And you go uh, you, with Rockefeller? Is, I got to go Rockefeller. That's then we great. can throw Cash Money. And then we can throw Bad Boy. That's huh. probably the three. Last, The last good Bad Boy artist was who? French Montana? That's crazy. Depending on who you ask. Nuts. <laughs> See, that's nuts. But Puff, I, I understand. Dirty Money? Them <laughs> being in the camp conversation. <laughs> who you say saw some money? Dirty Money? <laughs> right. No, I understand it, though. Like, Puff and the, the imprint that they made in the early 90s, I get it. And I heard uh, the JBP, they were talking about this as well. And I think just some of the points that the East Coast guys are failing to realize is what we brought up. They're like, it was up until maybe four years ago. The cash money, like baby, still trying. That nigga still trying to sign NBA young boy. He got blue like face. If, he, if huh? He got blue face. Stop it. If he gets, if he get NBA young boy and get his claws in him, you can say that's another what five, ten years. I hope not. For for the younger crowd, for NBA young boy, maybe not for us, but that would make him significant at least another five years. It's crazy how he's just been able to continuously keep it going if nothing else than that if we if i wouldn't give him number one i would give baby the most resilient because ain't nobody stuck around as long as that nigga like we still like still today baby can like sign an artist but listen i look at it this way yes they may be top heavy with drake nikki and wayne that's a mean three-headed monster yeah but look at look at their bottom though where is their where's their floor their floor is lower than rockefellers bro the turk album Mac 10 album, Birdman's I mean, album. Don't act like PD Crack doesn't exist though. Well, he never dropped the album though. So, what's the I worst mean, Rockefeller it, album? Maybe name name three garbage Rockefeller albums, bro. Didn't the Skino second and Young Sparks Guns drop albums? No. Like, are we counting these niggas? We ain't they didn't drop Skino albums. Them niggas? They, okay. they dropped state property projects, which were fire. The music is good. Now, I, I ain't arguing. That's all I'm, I'm, saying. I'm speaking from a cash register standpoint. I'm streaking. I'm this is strictly retail. I'm speaking of like speaking I, I, you, of I would agree with you if we're talking about only music, but if we're talking about music and retail, I would have to go cash money. Now, if you're saying, Hey, Rockefeller has made the best music back, period, I would go with I would agree with you there. 
Nah, that's I'll, fair. I'll go with that. And, and, even though don't don't sleep on Bad Boy because they got hip hop and R and B on Smash. Yes, they, they, Cash they, they Money or Rockefeller ain't got that. Right, exactly. And you got Mary J. Blige and shit like that. So you got Total and Faith yeah. and like they they had that's, hits. That's the cheat code. <laughs> and but let me ask you Paul this, though. Thomas. Let me ask you this. Then. And it's difficult because we're such big Jay-Z fans, but put yourself in the mind of maybe a 20-year-old or something. Okay. And you got Baby Puff. I can't even say Hove because that's Chico. Yeah. <laughs> Let's throw Hove out of there. Okay. If you could sign with Bad Boy in 2022 or Baby and whatever subsidiary of Cash Money was cracking in 2022, which one would you go with? It's probably, uh, if I'm 20, I'm probably going to say Puff just because he's outside more than really? Birdman. He's outside, bro. He's still promoting himself. himself. Bro, where's Birdman at, dude? That's the problem. He's promoting himself. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying, but at least you know that if you're going to be standing next to this nigga everywhere he go, that there's going to be cameras and shit popping up. Bro, I ain't seen Birdman in two years. Like, I don't know what he look like no more. He might got hair now. That nigga might got like a little fade now. <laughs> dude, I, no, I just no seen it with, uh, he was just with, I think P for his birthday. Like He P. might got dreads. <laughs> he done grew his hair out like Jay-Z Jay. dreads. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's funny. I would sign with it. Give me cash money. I would go with cash money. Just because I, I I would just base it off the experience of Rich Homie Quan, Young Thug, niggas that he I, he ain't been outside himself, but I feel like he's been in the boardroom more recently with music than Puff has. Yeah, that's, nah, that's fair. Man, Puff ain't hitting nothing musically in a minute, not going to lie. Nah, his son is using the studio downstairs. True. I may sign with his son before I sign with him. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, uh, keeping in New York, Styles P was on Math Hoffa's podcast. That has gotten some some burn this year. He might be, he might be in one of our award categories because that Math Hoffa yeah. been getting looks this year. Facts. He um, sound bites out the ass. Facts. Um, and they the, the discussion came up about Twenty One Savage talking about the relevancy of Nas, in which Styles P emphatically said Twenty One Savage should not be considered a lyricist. Drake should have told him this shit. Don't even speak on Nas. Um, now, my question to you is simple. Should 21 Savage be considered a lyricist or, or is Styles P right? Um, I don't even think that 21 Savage considers himself a lyricist. Mm. I think this is part of what 21 Savage meant when he was calling Nas irrelevant. When you Styles P and you're his age and you're sitting around defending Nas and you're talking about lyricism and 21 Savage and then doubling down and saying, oh, Drake should have been the one to tell him as if he's the lyricist of this generation, not taking anything away from him, just saying, I don't think it's that important to him either for him to call 21 Savage out on it. So oh, okay. what I think is coming across here is 21 Savage is kind of right. Like that stuff that you're talking about as an old head rapper is irrelevant. Now is Nas irrelevant? No. Is Styles P irrelevant? No, because there is a lane for that contemporary rap that we always talk about on this show. But if you're sitting around with niggas on a podcast and you're telling me, oh, 21 Savage ain't a lyricist, duh, nigga. No one ever would consider him. A, no one would ever say that but a nigga from New York who's trying to diss him or down it. Yes, he was wrong in what he said about Nas, but this is what makes niggas think that niggas styles age are washed. Yeah. I, I'm not sure, I, and maybe I missed it, but I watched the clip. I didn't hear anyone calling him a lyricist, and if I, yeah. I may have missed it in all the screaming and yelling and the 20 niggas that was in the barbershop on the episode. So that's possible, but 
So that'd be my first question. Who said he was a lyricist? Number one. So so he's not wrong. Let's be clear. Right. But I will say it was the clip is actually pretty entertaining because he was probably the most respectful, disrespectful person I've That's seen. Some real Styles P shit, right? Styles P was talking super loud, super aggressive, but he wasn't shitting on Twenty One Savage though. He wasn't. He said, "I like Twenty One Savage." He said, "I like him a lot." He said, "I don't love his music, but I like his shit though." Like I understand what he what he brings to the game. All of that. Like he gave him mad props. He was just saying that he shouldn't be considered a lyricist and therefore speaking on someone who is, who is making different types of music than you, you really should just leave that alone and let that be because you're kind of speaking in a, out of your league, so to speak, because you're in two different lanes. And that I can respect. He said Kendrick, Cole, Drake, they can speak to that, and they would never say that Nas is. See, that's the thing; they would never say that. <laughs> yeah. So that I think that was his point. Yeah, and 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 that's what again using different terminology because they're students of the game, not necessarily because they're lyricists. They may respect Nas' craft a little bit more than Twenty One Savage. No, but- no, we're not gonna do that because Twenty One said Nas was dope and he makes good music and he has a fan base. He just said his music wasn't relevant on a commercial yeah. tip. Which well, is I mean, and that's fair. I, I still think that he doesn't respect it, though, because like, I see how Styles is looking at it like a nigga like 21 Savage ain't putting together, even though he did credit him for how he says stuff and what he for says. Sure. I still think that he doesn't look at that like what him, Nas, J. Cole, Drake does, which is yeah. why he looking to Drake to say something. However, I don't think that hey, it ain't no place for y'all niggas to say nothing. I, I, if he never considers himself in that lane. So, I mean, I guess. I, I think I think we don't give enough credit for people being students of the game, though. You can tell how Twenty One has stepped this game up that he cares about don't. this shit, bro. I I think that that's from Ghost like Rider. today, <laughs> like today though, like student of today's game. Like oh, uh, Drake is popping. Well, let me get in here with Drake and let him and I work. He ain't listening to old. Like he ain't pulling some game shit and listening to old albums and it's influencing his album. I don't think. I don't think that I just don't see a nigga like him listening to the rap like that. I've seen old I've rap. seen 21 listen to throwback R&B. Yeah. Singing word for word. Because his mama was probably listening to that when he was. <laughs> yeah, probably so. She might have been listening to that Fire Rule the World too though. That maybe, maybe, but yeah, maybe it's possible. It's possible. You never know. Yes. Also, what you never know is when TDE is dropping an album. True. That segue there. Uh, mm-hmm. We do know this weekend, Friday to be exact, new Absol is coming, set to be released this week. Scissor dropped last week. TDE seems to be on a roll. AB, question to you have they made up for that two year absence? Um, it's tough for me to say without hearing this Absol first, mm-hmm. but the Kendrick was fire. It, spoiler Kendrick. alert. It's in my top 10. Yeah. Um, I actually enjoyed this scissor too. And people seem to be enjoying it. The internet is saying good things. And Absol is had a little bit of a buzz coming with the album when he meant, when people thought Hove was going to be on it. Hove um, is not on there, right? Hove is not in, in fact, Hove Wasn't is on not the on the list. album. He well, he's not on the track list. Let's say, let me say that. Who knows what happens when when we hit play on Friday? But he's not featured on the track list. That kind of took a little bit of wind out of the sails. Um, but 
they did. I, you know, I saw a clip on Joe Budden where they were listening to the intro, and it actually sounded like it was banging. Though. I'm not, not going to lie. The intro sounded kind of fire. And I'm not really a big Ab Soul fan. Again, I think he can rap. He just doesn't make the type of music that I'm interested in, generally speaking. His last album came out six years ago. We all know he has a very niche fan base that is present. Again, throw him in that Nas lane in terms of not being quote-unquote relevant, but having a clear-cut fan base, not on legendary status, I'm saying having a fan base, but not being commercially relevant, which you really don't need to in 2022, if we being honest. Um, it's, the album's called Herbert. First album in six years. I'm going to check it out, but it's probably, spoiler alert, going to be one and done. Listen, for me, if we're basing mm. it off the music that he's put out before. But he can rap, though. I just don't be wanting to hear the music he, he made to come, to be honest. He is a unique dude, got a unique sound. Um is a good artist. I will listen as well. I'm looking forward to it being something different, new. I, I'm hoping that it's grown from, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the previous sound. I'm hoping that that's matured yeah, some. And maybe it's something that I would gravitate to more, but I'm definitely going to pay it a listen uh, based off of TDE. And with Scissor dropping last week, we did get a Kendrick Lamar. I'm cool I ain't completely satisfied. I would still like some Schoolboy Q, some J-Rock, at least where are they? I don't even see them featured on this album. Nope. So I, I would still like to know what's going on with the rest of the crew, the ones who have more, less niche fan bases, like the Grammy-nominated artists that are For on sure. the label. I'd love to hear from them. So I would give them like a C as far as stepping it up from an F the previous year. Uh, but I am looking forward again to the app. So I'm looking forward to them being consistently rolling stuff out. I wish I'm hoping at the top of the year, we get some schoolboy, We get some um, reason, reason, sir, boy, everyone. I'm hoping yeah. they just roll it out. Cash money. No limits out at the top of the year since, you know, the, the wheels are off now. So I look forward to this and I look forward to what TDA got up next. TDE has up next year. Hopefully they keep it going. Track list, not including Hove or Kendrick for that matter, but it, they, they do have Big Sean, Serge, and Aiko, Joy Badass. Not super sexy, but I mean, those are solid would, artists for I, sure. I, I, ain't, I would be more satisfied if none of those people were on there and it says Schoolboy Q on a song, J Rock was on a song, Reason was like that would be more exciting to me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if Hove was on a song, it'd be more exciting. Or Hove, yes. Or exactly Hove. He did. I like how he signed on the LA Leakers, though. He, he ripped that Biggie instrument. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, why I think that he's like, I think he's going to try something different. I don't think it's going to be as abstract as okay. we're used to. And I'm hoping that it's more palatable for Fairweather fans like you and I. You know that's asking a lot. but I'm just glad Isaiah Rashard not on here. That's a win. Who? Uh, exactly. Hey, man, before we get to our favorite albums of the year, Rolling Loud, um, your favorite festival, arguably the biggest festival popping right now. They've nice. been cooking these last two, three years. They are releasing a compilation album. It's around the corner. They just dropped their first single, Ray Shrimmer, featuring Duke Deuce. Okay, a little decent little pairing. Um, are you here for the Rolling Loud compilation album, or are they doing too much? I think this is smart as fuck. Um, I can't believe that other Coachellas and whatever it may be has not tried this. I'm sure if this is successful, you will start to see it emulated throughout the industry. But I think this is a good idea, especially if you get somebody to curate the album that knows what they're doing. It's going to make it sound good, good, 
get a good A&R in there. I love this. I, I think that this is a dope way for them to continue on the brand outside of the festival. People like you and me who ain't trying to pull up to no uh, festival and see that if they had some dope ass tracks, I would 100% save them to my playlist. So I think this is dope and look forward to other people trying it. Yeah. If, if they own the music, this is a great idea. Yes. Because Even then you can license it, it right? out to... Yeah. I mean, the same way you license all all move all songs to movies, commercials, all of that. If you own the joints, so this way, and if if it's written in the contract for people that perform, you got to lay a sixteen down for this album. Yes, and we get that. That's like a said, win, and, and, and I own it. <laughs> that's that. That's a win. They're known for curating the large festivals with a gang of artists on multiple stages. So we're seeing if they can do the same with an album. The executive producers are the same two people that came up with the festival. So um, I don't, was that's a good or bad thing? I don't know, but we can expect to see more um, collaborations between artists that maybe haven't collabed before. Like I don't think Ray Schremer has done a song with Duke Deuce before. This may I be the first. Highly doubt it. Yeah, I highly doubt it too. So I'm interested to see, and the song was cool too. I, I wasn't mad at it. Um, I'm interested to see what combinations they come up with. So, hey man, Khaled 13, 14 <laughs> albums in, man. So somebody else was like, man, fuck this. Let me see if they can, if I can do this shit too. Right. Exactly. I ain't mad at it. So it's very smart, especially if they own it. Fact. That's clutch. I, I agree with you 100%. I look forward to hearing it, actually. That should be dope. No release date as of yet, though. We'll keep y'all posted. Mm, it's that time. Yes, sir. That time of the year, topic time, album of the year time, favorite albums of the year, very important qualifier. Yes. I mean, did you have a hard time putting this list together? Ah! The the bottom three was tough because be and this is usually my my what's tough for me. The first half of the top ten, I usually already know kind of what it's gonna look like. Maybe just gotta solidify the order. But then the bottom, maybe third, is kind of tough because there's some honorable mentions I could easily rotate out of that 10, 9, or 8 spot. So it's just really locking them them last three, three or four. That'd be rough for me. But I think I think I got a solid list, though. Same here. I, I didn't. It snuck up on me, to be honest with you. Same thing as far as the first four or five yeah. early on, I knew what they would be. As I got to doing my writing and researching and I was starting writing, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about this. Like, exactly. I forgot about this one. So I do know um, some of the ones that I rated pretty high on our review shows may not make it just because stuff has grown on me differently since then. Facts. So I know people were fact checking. Like, well, you gave this this many mics and this many reels and this one, this many reels, but it ain't on your list. Shit changed. It happened. Shit changed. Facts. Some things don't age as well. Some things age yeah. better. It just kind of double back to some shit. You're like, oh man, I missed this the first time. In fact, I did. I definitely did that on a couple Thanks. of joints. So, with this being said, AB, do you want to share your last three, your 10, 9, 8 albums of the year? Absolutely, man. Number 10, drum roll, please. <laughs> We're taking it to the West Coast. We're going West Side Boogie, more black superheroes. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed this project. I'm I'm a fan of Westside Boogie. I thought his previous joint was slept on. He's kind of the diamond in the rough that that um is on shady records that nobody talks about. I don't know what M is doing over there in terms of running a record label. Uh, but I really enjoyed the themes of this album. It gave me, it came out in a good year because it was very similar to Kendrick's project, which I told you was teaser alert. We're gonna get to that shortly. Um, but it was on some grown man shit from somebody who's not old and washed 
Um, Westside Boogie, I don't, I'm haven't looked at his age, but I know he's got to be under 35. Um, so yeah. to be talking to stuff that he's on here talking about, um, I think he said he ended up going to therapy in between records and scrapped what he had originally and switched it up. Um, and also he's got arguably interview of the year on breakfast club for me, one of my favorites, at least. So, um, more black superheroes, man, it was fire. For an um, artist, it can't be better than that Umar from, from that Umar was <laughs> hilarious. It, Umar gave me everything I needed on there. That that hey, was that a fun, that was a good ass in, interview. He was in there cooking. Yeah, now nah, he was getting busy. Uh, number nine was a very unlikely source. I didn't listen to this when it came out, but I doubled back and tripled back and then quadrupled back after I listened. Mm. Denzel Curry, uh, melt my oh, eyes, wow. see your future. <laughs> banging and this young dude has had potential for a couple of years now but his his albums never really connected with me like it um i wasn't feeling them at all up until this point but this is the one this is the one that got him on the freshman class cover a few years ago this is the one that people have been waiting on to hear from him including myself it's banging though shout out to florida um i got derb i know he's checking us out denzel curry melt my eyes see your future it's fire number eight king's disease three nas um aging gracefully in this rap game all him no features 55 years old new hair like he's in his bag on here hit boy they should have met 20 years ago they got more of these in in their bag i'm sure they haven't missed yet all three king's diseases were dope and magic was fire as well so i go kd3 the very relevant to me nas um and hit boy they got another one that's strong. That's a strong three right there. And it, it just shows to the amount of music that came out that was quality. You really can find anything because and I, I, I feel like we said that too when uh Nikki was on here. Mm-hmm. I feel like we talked about the possibility of how how hard or difficult our top tens will be. And I'm, I was like, I'm telling y'all, man, y'all gonna y'all gonna look it back at some shit and be like, nah, that was some yeah, shit. That is that's a fact. Even with you naming some of that, I was like, oh shit. I <laughs> I can't I don't have anywhere to put that. Yeah. Um so for 10, 9, and 8 for me, my 10 is going to start with, I had to have him on the list. I enjoy this album. Uh, this with drama. Two of drama's albums made it on my mm. list this year. Shout out to you uh, calling that, though you were three years early. You did Thanks. call it. <laughs> it said Jeezy. It said that Jeezy Snowfall is number 10 for me. Yeah, it's banging. Uh, I just enjoyed it. Jeezy was back in his bag. He didn't try to be a preacher or uh, uh, war after. Like he wasn't in a different lane from what I expected old Jeezy to be in. And it was great to hear it. The BMF documentary was out. It just all felt right. He was back with drama. So shout out to that snowfall. Number nine for me is right in that same vein. I spoke about this album. And the reason that it's so low for me is because it came out so late. If it had came out early and I had gotten to grow with it, sit, sit with it some, I probably would have it higher. And that's that finesse two times 90 days. Mm. Oh, dope, man. I think that I know that this is early for him and he's still probably working on a debut project. But this being a introduction project, like the mic, old mixtape type vibe, I think is impactful. I think he has a lot to say and different way to say it. Rem- reminiscent of Jeezy for me, like a 2.0, not as impactful, but we're down the same lane. Could definitely see that influence in him. So I enjoyed that 90 days. For sure. And number eight for me shows that this was a, a tough, tough year to crack that top 10. And again, these are favorites. Is that Drake in 21? Her loss. Mm. 
I enjoyed the shit out of that album. Um, tailed off a little bit as I got to double back to it. I don't know if people were just playing it too much and I just got tired of it, which is why I ranked a little lower for me, but I definitely did enjoy it. I like albums where people tried stuff, had fun, did different things. Clearly on this album, you could tell that 21 and Drake were having fun. I enjoyed that hair loss. Uh, it, it made me smile a couple of times throughout, even the memes with people making fun of it and even how they responded to it, the rollout. All of that stuff was dope. So that's my 10, 9, 8. I still got to listen to that um, that finesse. I do, I do like his style, um, but I haven't got around to it. And I got to, I got to, Jeezy's not on mine, but mm-hmm. it was a dope project. Um, it's good to see him bounce back, especially after them last like two or three projects. And it was like, bro, it's, yeah. he, he yeah. smoked. He got, nigga, the life brought back into him by drama. So, <laughs> drama did CPR, nigga. Woo. You got to give drama <laughs> that, man. I, that's why I told I had him, my person of the year, man. Like, he brought him back to life. Yeah, facts. That's 100%. Um, seven, six, five. Is that, is that we want to do it or seven? Yes, sir. Six? Seven, six, five. Okay. Number seven, I'm going JID, the forever story. Um, it took me a while to get to this. I'm not going to lie. I listened to it the first time when it came out. I wasn't prepared to go that deep of a dot. Di- Cause you can, you have to pay attention to this one. At least the first like two listens, I got to actually be listening to what this nigga is talking about and what he's doing. Um, he's a very talented artist. I feel like this project was strong and it took me about two months to go back to it. I told myself I was going to check for it on a flight. I didn't get to do it. I was going to check back, uh, check on it on the flight back. Didn't do it. Finally got around to it. I'm glad I did. It is a very strong project. Um, there are plenty of joints on there worth revisiting. Um, again, dude is very talented as a storyteller. Um, he could, If anything, I would nitpick. He could be a little bit clearer with the storytelling. Um, sometimes he could, with his style and the way he raps, some of the things he's saying can go over my head just a little bit. Makes me have to listen a little bit harder. But um, definitely, definitely a strong project. Probably one of the strongest out of Dreamville, not named Cole. Um, actually, not probably. Easily the strongest out of Dreamville, not named J. Cole in terms of a, a full body of work. Um, number six, Vince Staples. Ramona Park broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince has been on a roll lately. Uh, the EP uh, last year was strong as fuck. This one, complete flames. Um, he, I feel like the music is finally catching up to him as a personality. He's already a strong personality, but he didn't have the music to match for me. That has taken a turn for the better with these last two projects. Um, I can't wait to hear what he got next. Um, I'm hoping he doesn't just go full TV, um, which I anticipate happening sooner than later, but that's a very strong project. And then probably my sleeper that I did not see coming. Number five, Joey badass 2000. Mm. Like, man, that I listened to that album front back, back front, and then hit the shuffle and it hit just as good on shuffle. Like it's a feel good New York. I'm picturing this is what the Bronx look like on the, in summertime when all of your niggas is good. Um, I compared this to the Vince Stable album's album before when we talked about it. I said it reminded me of Vince Stable's album, just a New York version, and him not having to free the homies. Um, Vince Staples, <laughs> he got homies still locked up that he's on a mission trying to get out so he can have fun and kick it with them and they can explore life. Joy Badass is with his homies that are free, and they're on the East Coast enjoying life and the fruits of their labor and success. 
it's a fire album. Again, I can hit that on shuffle. It works just as well as it does from front to back. So I, 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 that shocked me. I wasn't prepared to like it as much as I did. Here's the amazing thing about the list this year is this, what, seven, six, five for me, totally different from what you named. Mm-hmm. However, as you named those albums, I was like, yeah, I remember listening to that. And that's banging. And I could easily have it on my list. Since we've started doing this podcast, I think it's very interesting. These lists. Yeah, I think yeah. it's very interesting to look back at how at first they were more like we would have most of the same shit. Yeah. Now it's like there's so much stuff out there for you to gravitate to. And it just really depends on what you in the mood for and what you like the most. Yeah. So I think that's dope. Because with that being said, my my next ones are completely different from yours. I went from Midwest to West Coast on these three at number seven. Mm-hmm. This is pretty new too, man, but I just liked it so much. And you were speaking of drama. Like, I'll put this in. People that listen to this show know how I feel about Detroit. I listened to this Ice Well Vezo and drama with Paint the City, and I was floored. I couldn't yes, believe man. that it sounded as good. Had I been able to sit with this one a little bit longer, I probably would have had this much higher. Uh, no, I'm a big fan of the Detroit sound, but man, this 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 was fucking banging to me. It is. Um, they did that remake of the uh, the fuck Wayne you. song, the fuck you. Yeah, oh, man, come on. Yeah, Number six for me. Completely have forgotten about this one and how much that we raved about it shows to, again, the depth of this year. I'm going to continue to say that throughout these lists. But it's the game at Drillmatic. Like, that shit was banging. I went back, listened to that, like, oh, God damn, I almost forgot about it. Like, it wasn't even going to make my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it made it up here to number six. I had almost forgotten about it. There. Uh, shout out to game, still putting it down this late. Uh, previous generation, him and Jeezy holding it down on the list. And number five for me was similar to you. I can listen to this album front, back, shuffle. It doesn't matter. This dude is just, this is the type of music that I love at this age in my life and like to listen to. And that's that Larry June, Spaceships on the Blade. That shit yes, was it. fucking fire. Absolutely. Like, I could just, like, I could listen to that on repeat and just let those the, the songs play again once it ends. Or like I said, put it on shuffle. Larry June is easily becoming one of my favorite artists i like the style the flow the tempo that he comes with this it's his own specific style and he nails it uh that spaceships on the blade is number five for me loved it yeah that's that's one of my honorable mentions um larry june last like two or three been very strong orange print this one uh they they've been very very tough um and then i also like um that Icewear Vezo, I saw an episode of him, you know, when Kara Civil will mm. go to like your neighborhood or whatever. It's like shit. civil neighborhood, some shit, or in my neighborhood, whatever. Yeah. I saw a uh, an episode with him a couple of months ago. And I was like, man, you know what? I had never listened to his music. I was like, yeah. man, I, but I like what he was talking on there though. I was like, man, next time he come out with some, you know, when you don't, you don't like it enough to go check it out right then. Right but, then he like, but he's like, if I see it again, I got it. <laughs> next time he come out with some, I'm going to check for that. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did when he came out this weekend. And that shit was tough. I, I like that. That's a really good project. That's, I was actually surprised at that. That's outside music. I felt yeah, like for I sure. was in Detroit. If I was outside and still like that, that's the definitely the music. That, that's the soundtrack for the day to day. Drama picking the right people to link up with. And um, I, I, the game, when you mentioned that some things were rated higher when we did it and they may not be the same when we get to this top 10, the, the game falls in that category for me. Mm. It's still, it's still 
it's still in my top like 20. It's just not where I had it originally. But I still it. think it's a good body of work, though. I think when we first heard it, for me anyway, we were so surprised that that it was still as good as it was. And for sure. Bam. So yeah. Um, All right. What are we doing? Five, four, four, excuse me, four, three, two. And then one, or you want to do all of them together? What do you let's say? Go, you let's go four, three, and then we'll do two, one. Okay, four and uh, three. Um, I'm going four. My boy Gangsta Gibbs sold, sold separately. I feel like the delay hurt him. Um, his buzz had kind of quieted down a little bit. Um, he had been caught up in news that wasn't favorable to him <laughs> and his character. <laughs> Um, getting into various rapper getting beat up, man. Yeah, that's never good for your image. And so he had to force the album back. And I think it hurt in terms of impact. But the material is very strong. And it's like a concept album. It's him at a hotel working on his album with the, with the voicemails and the gambling themes. And the production is ridiculous. Like I said before, when we reviewed it, I thought it was a good mix of traditional hook verse, hook verse songs. And then balance that with just straight bars with maybe a beat flip in the middle. I thought he had a nice half and half balance of that. Um, so that gave it replay value. And then the and then the he dropped the deluxe edition with the four extra songs. I thought I thought those hit too. Um so Gibbs, my guy, he teased it his album of the year, not quite, not quite, but I do think it was very, very strong. Um and then number three, my boy Aubrey, man, he bounced back. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it a stack. He but needed seriously this. Never mind. No. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> Honestly, never mind. Number three, guys. Now, nah, Drake, Twenty One Savage, her loss. I think Drake needed this. Um, and I, and also to be honest, I think Twenty One Savage needed this too. This gave Drake a reason to talk greasy, um, a little bit of street cred for whatever that's worth, and it also gave Twenty One Savage uh, a cosign and and you had to put a little bit more respect on his name for his lyricism air quote mm. um because he was able to hold his own with drake and not just get demolished on every song um he was entertaining he brought i, I feel like it it highlighted his strengths as being an inter, an entertaining rapper in that lane that he's in with the street shit um and i thought the chemistry between him and drake was worked very well it's bangers on this album bro if you want if you're looking for bangers they're present on this album dude it if you're if you're 2023, goal or resolution is to get in the gym and lose some weight, nigga. Put this album. Go get your LA Fitness membership. Ten dollars <laughs> a month. Good headphones and press play on this album, dude. You have a six pack by the summer. It is chock full of bangers. Um, I wish it would have came out a little bit earlier in the year because this probably would have been good outside music when it was 80 degrees outside, windows down type shit. But it's a it's a strong project, and Drake needed this. I'll be the first to tell you. Certified Lover Boy was okay. Honestly, never mind was forgettable. So he needed this in the worst way, and he came through. Yeah, you couldn't go over those last three again. I did enjoy that album. And to the Freddie Gibbs point, you're right. Being outside and and most of the headlines be you in a fight and losing them when you're a gangster rapper, it's not good for business. Absolutely, I think, not. I think that made a lot of people kind of discredit the album, and they shouldn't have though, because it was banging. Not my guy, not my style though. So it's not on my list. Um, four and three. Yep. This is gonna be sort of a reach. However, I really, really enjoyed it, and I wanted to give credit where credit I felt like was due because he tried something new, and 
I had spoken this year about how rap was kind of like the dunk contest mm -hmm. as far as, you know, people not trying new shit, just going with the same old formula. And again, paying homage to my, to Detroit that I love their music and city, man, it's T Grizzly, man. Chapters of the trenches. Like it was a concept album. He told a different story. Some of them ran together. So, I mean, it wasn't like eight different stories. Some of the stories were like two songs, but it was just like five, six different stories, and it was dope. He had visuals for each story. It made sense. It wasn't him trying too hard. It wasn't about spinning a block or popping perks or his ops or any of that. Like, none of that shit was really mentioned outside of it being in the story, and I felt like that that was dope from a dude his age being in the game in the era that he came up in. He could easily go do what everyone else is doing, but I he's showing depth he's showing that he could you know possibly do stuff outside of music with his storytelling i just really enjoyed it and i if i want to if i'm the only person putting him on a top 10 list i want to be there to show him uh what he did in, in that project was really dope i really enjoyed that t grizzly man so if you guys haven't heard that go check it out go check out the visuals for him they are dope uh chapters from the trenches of the trenches excuse me and my next one man um I was waiting on this a long time and I wasn't disappointed at all. Uh, the other two albums just were better to me. I enjoyed them more, but not taking anything away from this. Mr. Morale, Kendrick Lamar is number three for me and the Big Steppers. This album is fire. Uh, continuing what Kendrick Lamar streak in his albums as far as just being going above and beyond of what you're expecting and listening to this shit is dope i learned listening to something new every time that i listen to it as far as picking up on something the therapy you talked about with west side boogie really pre prevalent in this um and it just speaks to our age where we are in life two guys that do this podcast i just enjoyed him being an adult and listening to an adult rap about adult shit that you usually don't get that's in popular music you might have little brother or somebody like that rapping about it but one of the best rappers in the world on this like type of time that that meant a lot to me and it was really dope so number three for me mr morrell kendrick lamar big steppers yeah i still got to get into that t grizzly and i fuck with t grizzly too uh -huh. and i respect that he i know he has done songs that are around stories before he's got like a whole series or like a robbery series that he's done on several tapes but to take it to the next level and to do a whole joint like that I like that. And, he, and he's in a good space because he doesn't he's not forced to have to make a hit. He's getting money off the fucking Grand Theft Auto Dream shit, bro. Shit, so yeah. when you're I in a space, you listen to that because you're a fan of like the creativity. And so like, I cannot wait till you finally listen to that. that shit, I, I was floored listening to that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. I just I just I'm glad that he's in a good creative space where he doesn't have to make a radio record. He can do whatever he wants when they let you. Even if it is a concept project, bro, with all stories, that's that's cold. And of course, that's the Kendrick go without saying. I'm about to get to that in just a second. Don't you worry about a thing. Um, so clearly, Kendrick is in your top two. It is. It is I definitely guess my your top, top two. two. You got number two. It's not it's number two it, though. Push a T. Number two is Push a T. It's almost dry. Okay, we both have the same number two. Then spoiler alert. Listen. So you can go and I'll go when we talk about the two. First, it was teased as all Kanye production. Then it was, nah, we're going to go all for real production. First of all, I, right then and there, nigga, I'm stuck. I don't know which way I want you to go. Like, nigga, if you'd ask me, nigga, I don't know. And you know what he ended up doing? Getting the best of both worlds, six and six. That's probably the smartest thing. Uh, this album is ridiculous. Um, Pusha T. 
of course, you have the naysayers that say he doesn't switch it up, blah, 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 blah. I don't want him to switch it up necessarily if it's going to sound like this. You can keep this right where it's at, dude. He's getting better with age. You put a question in the chat if anyone had a perfect discography. And I said that the closest would be Pusha T because he's got four records. But I went back and listened to the first two. My name is My Name is Fire. The King Push, the second one is just okay. Is that the one with the barcode? My name is my name has the barcode. Uh -uh. Um, King Push, the second one is again, it's okay, but the third and fourth, like this, and then the Daytona are on a completely different level for them first two. Um, so to see where he has kind of come from in terms of like just an artist standpoint, making music, um, is he does he have a major cheat code of all cheat codes or two of the greatest producers of all time in his Rolodex? Yes, but. We know that's not the end all be all. You can still fuck that up. He didn't. That album is ridiculous. It's it's basically like Daytona if Daytona had more records. You know what I'm yes. saying? It it it's fired to me. Real high level rapping, man. Uh, these last two albums, like you said, this shit is just like you said the cheat code of having Kanye West and Pharrell. But who better to have it? Like a nigga that takes this shit as seriously as he does. Nope. Um, a lot of the motivation for me for this, other than the music, was I went to the Pusha T concert, caught COVID mm. from that shit too. I was down. However, it was yep. worth it because I I got to see a master at work, for lack of a better like that nigga. He was fucking uh, what do they call it? Surgical. He was surgical when he came out and did that motherfucker. It wasn't no in between talking. It wasn't no hey, how you doing with the crowd? I'm coming with the hits. I'm my voice is good. Like I ain't out of breath. I'm bodying this shit. And I just got to hear it in person and how into it that he was and how serious that he took this shit as he went through all of his hits and left and came back and left and came back. I told the story on the podcast. It just me it made me understand, like you said, especially in these last two albums. Like yeah. he has just been rapping. It's ass off, man. Like it, it's it's really different for niggas is paying attention to this that know like he he's doing it. He's definitely doing it. So that's my number two as well. Couldn't agree hundred percent. So spoiler alert, not really. My number one is Kendrick, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. We have been waiting and waiting and waiting. We were probably supposed to get this during COVID year 2020. Didn't get it last year. We we looking around like, dude, did this nigga retire? There was rumors it was going to be a rock and roll theme project. Finally, we get the announcement of the title. We don't know what to expect. We get the video with him switching the faces to Kendrick. I mean, excuse me, to uh, different faces like Kanye and Nipsey. And we like, oh, shit. This is what we finna get. <laughs> I think that was the hard part five, if I'm not mistaken. And a lot of people sleep on that. That shit was incredible. I remember when that first hit, nigga, we group chat was on 10. Like, nigga, crazy, that shit's stupid. Yeah. The album, in my opinion, matched that. Bro, like, dude, now you want to talk about a perfect discography? I know I, I give I give to Pippa Butterfly shit, but I understand its impact in the culture, and I'm really in the minority in terms of how I feel about it. His discography is all top tier shit, bro. Yeah. Like it's all top tier shit. Facts. Not including the unmastered, whatever the fuck that was. Not even including that. His just straight albums are ridiculous. They're Facts. all peak rapping at its finest, production, bars, music, the whole nine. This is no different. I this was a classic when I heard it. No lie. I listened to it. I like oh, it's a classic, bro. Not even I'm not gonna yeah. hold nobody. 
this shit is ridiculous. It met the expectations. It met the hype. It was a double album. Like, it, man, it, throw away the bullshit song about him and Gal arguing. And, yeah, man, even that, that though. Like, yeah, even ripping though it, though. I never listened to that again. Like, yeah. the impact. I still remember it. Like, the impact That's true. of it. Like, That's man, true. So. But it, but I, I thought the album was incredible. Obviously, it's my number one joint. I'm not surprised. If you would have told me before this year started that Kendrick album is finally going to come out and you're probably going to have a number one, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have argued that. Right. I would have actually expected it, and he delivered. So I got to give it to him, man. And Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers delivered. Yeah, that 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 discography is that's how that's crazy. Right there. Yeah, that's that's caviar right there. <laughs> Facts. Like it ain't too many niggas who can be like checking these four albums out and they like that. <laughs> uh, number one for me, Vince Staples, Ramona Park broke my heart mm. second year i think this is the second year in a row vince staples says hey whenever that vince staples came out yeah it was number one that year two for me we spoke about endlessly on here the personality that vince staples is and how much did we like that pause but um the music catching up to it was something that i didn't even think that i needed but when i got it I was fucking here for it. This shit reminds me of when I was growing up. Not in the sense of just like old music or rapper the sense, but just like him with his friends and his homeboys, the nights out that he's talking about, things that are happening, just even how it sounds, like the ambiance of the album, just it it's it's nostalgia for me. So that's why even the Vince Staples project and this project, I ranked them so high because it's just it's like he found the perfect. He's like the perfect voice for that, for people that age from a certain era and age. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He's not too, he's not doing too much either. It's still storytelling to it. There's still music to it. However, it's still giving you some insight into how he grew up and how a generation of us grew up. And that shit, it just hits every time that I listen to it. Every time that I've listened to it, it hits the same for me. So that's why I have it as my number one album. And it's even better than the Vince Staples album, the Vince album, uh, which I really, really like. But one of the biggest things, again, like I said, every time that I listen to this, it feels the same. And that's really big pause as yeah. far as just, just taking in the music. Like, I, I can't speak enough to how much that I enjoy this album. I, I knew that this was going to be my number one probably in whenever this came out like within April. a month or two of that yeah. i knew i was like i ain't gonna hear nothing better than this even though that kendrick got really close for sure it, it just it this was just more nostalgia for me i think the uh yeah the vince staple the self-titled album that came out last year was definitely fire it was I mean, only like that nine, was my number one too yeah, last 10 year. songs it was kind of it was like an ep down there so this one is just an ep i mean this one is that on steroids yes um it's a very very strong project i love the bag that he's in too yes yeah he in that like, bag when it comes to this yeah, shit yeah, this, bro this might be my guy couple honorable mentions yeah go for it let's get it uh lot oh seven 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 Gotta that was a good. I, when I double back, it was better than I than I. Yeah, gave she was she was doing some high level rapping on that, so I want to give is. her credit. I'm gonna lie, 100. Yo Gotti, CMT, that free game, mm. definitely. Uh, Future, I never liked you. Yeah, I purposely didn't rank that just in case MX was listening, so it was just having been piss him off all day. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Mozzie, survivor's guilt. Um, okay, and lastly, Boldy James, fair exchange, no robberies. That's a good one too. Um, I'm going. Um, I got Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk Four. 
Mm. Um, that's a very strong project. I, I, I was my expectations were a little too high for it when I first listened to it. I had to clear my mind and go back. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, nah, this shit fire. Um, and then another one from Griselda was the Conway guy. Don't make mistakes. Yeah. And it's also very fucking strong. He's got a song called stressed on there with wallow at the end, complete flames. And then one, I can't believe I'm about to say, but so if M extra is listening, he's going to respect this man, that gunner, man, DS four. I ain't gonna. Lie. <laughs> I don't. I, I swear, I didn't want to. He was beefing with Freddie Gibbs, M extra waving the damn ATL flag every day, every hour on the hour in the chat. I did not want to get his album props. It's banging though. I can't even yes. front. Like I, I wanted to hate on it and everything. Free gunner, man. It's banging though, man. Yeah. I, like I, I get to him. Like it's there's plenty of joints on there. I, I ended up circling back to. Uh, rocking with so yeah. yeah let us know what y'all fuck with though man that's what i want to know yeah drop your top tens on the youtube drop them on the instagrams drop them in the feeds wherever you feel most comfortable let us know what you think join yep. in the conversation with the on deck tv show man we got some wins or some losses a b and we will start with Gucci Man, the aforementioned. Well, we ain't mentioned him in top 10 albums, but Hell Gucci man. man in the 1017 squad dropped a new album and it was 80 tracks. Animal Brown. Is that a win or a loss? Man, that's a loss, dude. <laughs> Four nobody, hours long. There is no one on God's green earth. That asked for 80 records from anybody, bro. Like that's the, and I know it's not just him, it's more of a compilation. It's the so icy. I believe it's called like the ending or something. Who knows? Bro, he emptied the hard drive and just threw it all on Apple Music, bro. 80 songs. I would have checked for it if it was 12, bro. 80. Mm. I'm never gonna hear either one of them now, bro. Like it's over for that. Um, it's a win because people are talking about it. I've seen this mentioned more than any other 1017 project that has been released That's recently. Fair. So people have been speaking on it. Again, you like me, I will never listen to this. Never. Uh, they find one that makes it to the radio. I'll hear it then or something like that. But no, nah, I'm super good off a of four hour 1017 project. Thanks. Your man, Russ, in a win or a loss, turned down 50 million dollars for his catalog a b win or a loss for russ hey that's a win man like russ bought his business dude he's been on that independent tip for a minute now he bet on himself and won if he would have cashed out for them 50 it would have been a w it you cash out for the 50 is a win you hold out because you know you're worth more than that it's a win this is this is neither a uh this is a win-win situation for him salute to him man the independent game working for him this is a big w agreed uh, Russ knows something that most people don't listen to him. He's very articulate in his craft, in his yep. industry. He knows what he's doing. So if he turned down 50 million, I have to believe that there's a much bigger bag at some point down the road, just based off his business acumen alone. So yeah, this is a big W. But you got to think uh, about it. Irv got a hundred foot. Look at all the work he put in. Yeah. That's and, and, 20 and years worth of shit. Right. Russ could be looking at that like, I ain't nowhere near done, nigga. That's like, I ain't even hit my stride man. yet, nigga. Yep. It's just, yeah. So, but shout out to Russ, man. Last win or lost, Ice Cube said he turned down two versus matchups. One against LL Cool J and one against Scarface. Is that a win or a loss, AB? That's an L, man. Big boy L. Super. Uh, two L's, nigga. He got the rare dog. <laughs> 
Double L, nigga. <laughs> LL, nigga. <laughs> what are you doing? Why, one, oh, I would have rather man. seen the LL probably. I think he's due for one. Um, because I think it to put a lot of respect on LL name and Ice Cube name for that matter. And I would have was it. Yeah, I don't mind getting was... a history lesson, bro. I would have watched that. X. Them niggas could have went up there and talked. And what I don't think the Ice Cube understands taking it for, to political places for a moment. This is the thing that's gonna help you as well. Like you being standoffish and angry black man ain't getting you no more interviews than it was getting you prior to. So you might as well look like you having fun, my nigga. Like nope. It's been just too buttoned up for him as of late, man. He ain't like, and I know he a serious dude, but like everywhere I seen him, his niggas just had that grimace on his face. Like Joe Biden ain't taking my interview. Like, bro, relax, nigga. Yeah, he got a, he got a, he, he not a boy in the hood no more. He can relax the frown. Yeah, like, bro, this nigga arguing with Interscope, arguing with the people that got Friday. Like, bro, like relax, my nigga. Shit. <laughs> Nigga, got you multi hundred millionaire, my nigga. Act like it. God damn, do a versus, nigga. Smile, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus, man. You would think shit ain't all good for Ice Cube. God. Yeah, yeah I would have loved to see the LL versus, though. That would have been fire. That would have been I dope. See LL in the versus. Allegedly, they're coming back next year, new season, or they took a break in between seasons. I hope so, man. Yeah, we'll I see. I hope so. I hope that happens. Who's the on-decker of the week? Week, week. On-decker of the week, man. We're going to iTunes. We missed this um, comment. Shout out to Rap Geek. It was titled, Combat Jack Would Be Proud. The only hip-hop uh, podcast I listen to regularly since Combat passed. AB and Spike Lou have great chemistry and offer great hip-hop debates and laughs each episode. Keep up the great work. Five stars. Appreciate that, Rap Geek. That's a very good compliment, man. Thank you for that. We appreciate that. Combat is the reason why we do this to begin with. Facts, 100%. So that, that means a lot, that compliment, 100%. Facts. What you what putting you got- us on this week? I'm going to go TV. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go movies, man. Avatar come out now. Oh, I'm going to go... Um, Sean Walsh is going to have a ball with that. In case y'all didn't know, man, Avatar <laughs> comes out... No, I'm going to go TV, um, FX on Hulu, Fleischman's in Trouble. Ooh. Got... Got my guy from uh, Social Network. I don't know his name. It's just, he's just a guy from Social Network. Yeah, you know uh, who he is, though. He played that awkward white dude role to a T. He really don't need to play no other role. Just him. <laughs> just dead play that right there. Every time. Just give me the awkward white dude with whatever story he's telling, dead body. Every whatever, time. Put whatever story, put him on in another city, in another country, oh whatever. Just run with that. But it's pretty entertaining, man. If you've seen uh, Love Life on HBO, I liken it to that. But um, I'm rocking with it, and I'm interested to see how it unfolds, man. So shout out to Fleischman's in trouble. I'm checking that out. What you got? That's a very interesting, like, story, just the perspective that they tell him the dad and the mom ran off. You never really see that. So, And he's doing a really good job. Yeah, that is a dope put on. I'm going to double back to this one because it finally released, and I've gotten to dive into it, and that's that Fat Joe book. Um, Mm. I can't think of the name. The book of Jose? The Book of Jose. I started it Saturday and it's okay. Okay. But I'm listening on Audible and Fat Joe is reading it. And it sounds like Fat Joe is reading it. Mm. And I'm is struggling like, oh, through Fat that. Joe can tell a good story. Though. Like, is he putting that, gas on? That's the problem. I'm oh, glad that's, you that's said fire. that. I because he it. can tell a good story when he's off the dome and he being Fat Joe. But it sounds like 
Fat Joe is reading it. It's like he wrote uh, it. Now he's reading it, and he's like trying not to be Fat Joe. He's uh, trying to make sure that he reads it and articulates it well. So it's taking some getting used to. Maybe he gets more comfortable in it a little later, but just right now, is I'm having a hard time just listening to Fat Joe read. Uh, he needs to add the personality to it. Uh, but it is entertaining. He's getting just to how he got to Fat Joe. I've listened to the first couple of chapters, so it's out there. And it's, if y'all are fans of Fat Joe and his story, check that out. Yeah, that let, definitely let me know how that turned out. I want to know what's in there. I know. I'm. I'm if wondering how in depth he going. Yeah. No, nah, he ain't going in depth at all. I thought about that too. Yeah, he liked that whole the Terror Squad shit. He super glossed over all of that, nigga. That nigga gave me. some real fairy tale stories about like, like, like man, it was some niggas. He was telling the story about spoilers, niggas that used to beat him up or something. And all, magically, a couple of years later, I got a hundred niggas with me, and these niggas was on the the lower end. I was like, well, how did you get the hundred niggas with you? Never went into how he got his crew and. How he established oh, himself as Joey Crack, but nigga, is is he said the nickname Joey Crack came from his crack butt crack showing as a child cap. in class. That's yeah, cap. he capped. So Joey. it's still stuff that he's trying to avoid. One hundred percent, and that's why I, I'm I can't, looking forward to see where it goes. Yeah. We we need the unauthorized Fat Joe Bob. Yes, we need. Yeah, we need to listen. The the, the the version the feds won't listen to, so we can hear. It. But yes, man, this has been the On Deck TV show. Our favorite albums of the year. Hopefully you guys enjoyed those albums. Only one more episode before the end of the year. And it's the annual On Deck TV show awards, man. We may throw the list out there. Let you guys maybe get some voting in or something on the categories. Check out the IGs and Twitters. Maybe see what we do with that. But next week is the traditional On Deck TV awards. Last show of the year. A.B., Mm-hmm. Check us out. Yeah, man. Hey, we appreciate everybody tapping in. Leave those top tens in the comments, IG, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe while you're there, man. We appreciate it. See y'all next week. Cheers.